There's no shortage. There's no shortage of money. There's no shortage of talent. There's no shortage of help. There's no shortage of good people who want to help. There's no shortage of expertise. There is no shortage. And because there is no shortage, I have the ability to access everything that I want. Over the last five weeks, I have invited guests who can help you, mission-driven women entrepreneurs, to level up your skills as CEO and founders. My guests have hands-on experience on how to crack the code in raising capital, how you can partner with family offices to get capital that you need. There is also guests that give you the reason why you need an advisory board and where you can find the expert for your advisory board. Another guest share her experience on how to build a company based on empathy. And my last week guest built a platform where you can find your first, second, or third mini you. You can find all of this episode as part of the podcast series of Leveling Up Your Skill as CEO and Founder at ChristinaShahli.com forward slash her CEO journey. None of these skills, tips, or tools shared by all of my guests this past five weeks matter if you don't have the right frame of mind. You will continue thinking there is a shortage of funding, talent, expertise, or good people who can help you. So I thought, as the last episode of this podcast series, I'm having a conversation with someone who can level up your skill to help you set your frame of mind for growth because there is no shortage in anything out there. My guest in this episode is Kim Addis, president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and Journal Engine Software. She has been recognized as one of North America's leading experts on performance through thought mastery. You're listening to Her CEO Journey, the business finance podcast for women entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Christina Shahli. If you are new here, a big warm welcome. If we are not connected on LinkedIn, please reach out and say hi because that's where I hang out and share my business finance tips. If you have been listening to this podcast week over week, I appreciate you. My podcast won't be around without your support. This is a free weekly show where my guests and I want to inspire you to balance between mission and profit, to create an impact in this world, and to achieve financial equality through your business. When it comes to business growth, your frame of mind and strategy can only take you so far. You need the financial knowledge to translate the growth mindset you have, your strategy, and translate it into financial numbers and create a process to get where you want to go. You don't want to look back 30 years later, after you spend all your time, your sweat equity, your money to grow the business and then you want to sell it or you want to pass it on to your children, but you are unable to do so because it looks great on the revenue level, but you have no profit to show. It is very hard to find a buyer who wants to buy a business that is not profitable. Growing your revenue alone but don't know how to allocate your financial resources with a solid financial plan is like 
filling up a bucket with holes in it. You can continue pouring the water into the bucket, yet you end up with nothing. That's where I can help you. You can get in touch with me using the link in the show notes. Now, let's find out Kim's CEO journey. Kim Addis, welcome to her CEO journey. So happy to be here and talking to you. I would love to hear about your journey because you started your coaching 15 years ago, but prior to that, you had a software company. So can you please share from a software to become a coaching business? How is that started? How did that happen? Yeah, how did that happen? So I've always been interested in leadership and top performance. Always, always, always. So my previous company was a software company. And what we did was we helped companies make hiring decisions by supplying them with simulation-based assessment software. So what does that mean in English? It means that as a company, I always want to select the best person from the, for the job, the one that's going to perform at the highest level. But how do I do that? Like, how do I know who I'm interviewing and how do I know what their skill sets are? So we gave them a piece of software that would allow us to evaluate a few things, their IQ, their personality traits, and their skill sets. And we would build customized pieces of software for a variety of industries. So one of the things that we discovered was that there's a very distinct difference between people who are super successful, who are top performers, and other people. And it's not their intelligence. It's not their IQ. It's not even their skill set. It's their level of emotional resilience. So what does that actually mean? That means that people who are very successful have a muscle that enables them to bounce back from adversity with greater speed and agility and leverage the adversity. So when we look at kind of the landscape of people who are very successful, it's not that they have a silver spoon in their mouth. It's not that they've never encountered adversity. In fact, those who are the most successful have probably experienced the most adversity, but it's that that they have the ability to ride the wave, to come back, to get up when they're pushed down and do something with that negative experience. So fast forward, now I run a coaching company. I've been doing this for 16 years and we coach business owners, CEOs, like the C-suite, all leaders of companies, leaders, and people who have high potential for for leadership. Do you believe that anybody can be a leader? So it's some, something that people can be trained. Is it true? So here's what I want to say is that some people are naturally more able. It comes to them with, with greater ease, right? So some people have, let's say, a faster metabolism and being thin and fit comes to them with greater ease. That doesn't mean that being thin and fit is inaccessible to the rest of the world. So some of us need to work at it a little bit more than others, right? Same thing with leadership. Some of us need to work at it a little bit more, but it's not impossible. It's doable. People can be trained and they can develop and work at the skills and the, and the thinking lined up with excellent leadership. When I invited you to the podcast, I want to talk about exporting. And a lot of people out there, a lot of entrepreneurs are thinking that service is not, cannot be exported. Why a lot of people have this thinking that they cannot export their service? 
We live in a global market where we can sell our services all over. And when I first started coaching, probably 98% of our clients were from the States. The truth is exporting is a form of growth. So why do people get stuck with the idea of growth? Well, for me, there are three things that they typically could do to make it easier for themselves. Number one is they always challenge their beliefs. So what does that mean? Is when they say, I don't have money, they ask themselves, is that true? When they say, well, I don't have the production facilities, they ask themselves, is there a way for me to get the production facilities? So they challenge the beliefs they have that create limitations or bottlenecks. They ask, is that true? How can I? What's available to me? Those kinds of questions, right? So they're pushing against the limitations they bring to the table. So they ask themselves, what do I believe to be true about growth? What do I believe to be true about exporting? What do I believe to be true about this problem? And are those beliefs actually true? Is there another way to see this? Could there be another possibility? Is there a way to overcome this particular limitation? Number two is that people who grow quickly have a different ideology, you could say, of resourcefulness. So you say, okay, like that's, that's common. I've heard of resourcefulness before. But what I want to say is that these people have a belief that any resource is accessible to them and there's no shortage. There's no shortage of money. There's no shortage of talent. There's no shortage of help. There's no shortage of good people who want to help. There's no shortage of expertise. There is no shortage. And because there is no shortage, I have the ability to access everything that I want. And so that mentality, that view of the world changes the game. They don't say, well, you know, I don't have it and I can't get it. They think I can get anything I want if I'm creative enough and smart enough. And if I ask. So these people are willing to ask, whereas a lot of other people who have trouble with growth are uncomfortable asking for help. And then number three is that people who grow quickly focus on what they really, really want. So they have a very clear vision of what their goal is, and they focus on that vision with, you could say, blinders on. They're very, very incredibly focused. So if they imagine they're going to take their business and sell their services or their products to, I don't know, the UK, that's what they do. And they put their effort, their time, their focus, their learning on that task, that goal. And so those are the three differences. So in your business frame of mind, how do you help people? I created this process many, many years ago, and it's very powerful and it's very intense. We always start off with 10 weeks. The first 10 weeks are the most important because they create a foundation for our clients. In those 10 weeks, there's a call once a week. Every week, there's a one hour phone call with a coach. The second thing we do is we ask our clients to journal in a private online journal with their coach every single day for those 10 weeks. So imagine that you're working with your coach every single day, 70 days, nonstop. What happens in that time period is that our clients move very quickly, very far, because what they're doing is they're seeing themselves from the first time, for the first time, and they're seeing how their thinking is impacting everything they do. Now, with your experience, you know, 50 years in your frame of mind coaching, and then prior to that, you own a software company. What surprised you about finance? I'll tell you, when I sold my company, I didn't know anything about finance. 
I didn't know anything about how to sell a company. And so when I sold my company all those years ago, like I did fairly well financially, you know, I was happy with the return on that. You know, it was like, wow, I'm doing very well. But a few years later, I discovered that I didn't pay my taxes properly because I didn't know. Nobody was there to tell me. It was very confusing. And suddenly I got hit with a $300,000 tax bill. That was surprising to say the least. I had to quickly figure out how to, to understand where it came from, where I went wrong, how to pay this bill, how to lower the bill so that it was a little bit more manageable and understand what it was that I, that I missed. And what would you say to people that are entrepreneur who said, I don't know anything about finance, and, but I have a business and I know I need to understand the finance. I think it's very important to distinguish between understanding and doing where your money's coming from, where it's going to, what the cash flow is, what the projections are, what the tax implications are, what you know funding opportunities there are. All those things are important, but it is not important for you to do the actions. You don't have to be the accountant in your business. And so my biggest piece of advice is don't sit in silence because you feel like it's complicated and overwhelming seek the advice you need. And if you don't understand from one person, ask another person or ask the same person 10 times. Don't be afraid to ask. Have you seen your own financial process evolve over time? Well, I have seen my uh, financial savvy increase over time. And what I mean by that is like, we get smarter and smarter at eliminating expenses that are unnecessary. We get smarter and smarter about stabilizing revenues so that we can do a little bit of forecasting. I have gotten smarter about making sure that I'm taking money every month and you know investing that money. So I'm not like spending more than I have ever. I'm always building up my personal uh, wealth. Very, very important. And I'm doing a much, much better job of understanding tax implications. Kim, what would be your tip or advice that you can share? Because this is a woman entrepreneur, specifically with women, right? Well, they are trying to recover from this crisis. My greatest piece of advice is before you take action, slow down and ask yourself a few critical questions. What is it that I really, really want? and write the answer to that question. The second question is, so what's stopping me? And what's getting in the way? What's preventing me from reaching my goals and having what I really, really want? Write all the reasons down. And what I'm going to tell you is all those reasons have to do with your thinking. Those are beliefs that are getting in the way of your success. Send the answers to those questions to me and I will review them with you and help you understand how your thinking may be standing in the way of your performance. And very quickly, my email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. So Kim, where can people find you? People can find me at frameofmindcoaching.com. We have articles, we have blogs, we have videos, we have lessons, we have all kinds of information there. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me here every week at Her CEO Journey, the business finance podcast for women's entrepreneurs. Head on over to kristinashahli.com forward slash Her CEO Journey to subscribe for this podcast. 
And don't forget to tell other women entrepreneurs that this podcast is available for free in the podcast apps of their choice. Until next time, and let's continue to grow a business that fuels the life that you want to live.